Thank you for listening to the New Life Church podcast. If you need any information about our church or if you'd like to give online, please visit us at newlifekingman.com. Hallelujah. You can be seated for a moment. I want to take a moment, and as we begin this Christmas Eve service, I I want to read the Christmas story to you because I think it's important that we keep our minds sharp and that we remember all that Jesus did. This is a significant day. We, We know today that Jesus wasn't born on December 25th. We don't really know when. It was sometime probably in the spring. But this is the day, or tomorrow is the day that we choose to celebrate, to remember he was born, that he came into this earth, that he made his way here, that he walked as a man. That's worthy. Can you say amen? And so I want to read the story to you. It says this, and it came to pass... In those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This census first took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. So all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem because he was of the house and lineage of David to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. So it was, while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no room for him in the inn. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths, laying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. What an amazing story that Jesus came, that the angels declared, and our lives have been changed because of that moment. Because of that moment, we have been given opportunity to know the Father in heaven, to walk with our sins cleansed to have fellowship with the Holy Spirit because of that moment this this evening we're going to have our children's church presentation so I'm going to ask them to come now if they would let's give them the hand as they come up
even know what I'm doing this evening. It's like, what are we doing? Okay, this is round two. These guys did such a good job on Sunday. This is their encore performance. We have a few switches, a few different things switching around, but you know what? It's the same presence of God that they're gonna bring in, that they're, they're gonna just help to, to bring in tonight. You guys ready? All right.
test. Test, test, one, two. Can we get a little bit more volume on this? When there's... Boldness is contagious. When we are bold for Christ, enduring hardships for our faith, then others will be stirred to do the same. And Proverbs 28.1 proclaims, The wicked flee that no one pursues the righteous are as bold as a lion. Yes. Amen. 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 Amen.
Bethlehem. The time came for her to have the baby. She gave birth to her first son. There were no rooms left in the inn, so she wrapped the baby with cloth and laid him in a box where animals are fed. Luke 2, 67.
guys did a great job. Amen. Let's give them a hand one more time. Amen. As we move on in our service today, I just want to take a few minutes if I can. I'm not going to talk a very long time, but I, I do want to talk about what it means to celebrate Christmas and what we really are celebrating. And if you have your Bibles, you can turn with me over to Matthew chapter 1, verse 18. and we'll be looking at verses 18 through 23 out of the NIV. And it says this, This is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be with child through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man and did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. So this, this evening, I want to talk about just for a couple minutes the significance of Christmas. And the significance of Christmas is that God became a baby. I want you to think about that for a moment. God invaded earth as a baby. Only God would do something like that. If you and I were to consider a plan and come up with a strategy on how to win the world, we would come up with armies and angel armies and supernatural power and lightning and thunderbolts and all of that supernatural stuff. But God doesn't do that, does he? He invades earth as a baby. He comes and this little baby is going to save the world. This little baby is going to grow up to be the, a perfect man, perfect human being, fully God, fully man. But yet he is going to take time and he's going to split it right in half. And he's going to make the biggest contribution to history we have ever known. That God came among us. I think the reason that so many have lost the level of that circumstance is because we just don't really understand it. We hear that story, and even as I was writing these notes and thinking about that story, I'm thinking, well, that's good. That's cool. No, that's, that's all right. And God's like, no, no, stop a minute. Pay attention to what you're reading. Pay attention to what's happening, because this is a, an event to, of all events. This is something that is absolutely amazing. Because think about it for a moment. God in the Old Testament was unapproachable. In 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 15 and 16, it says, He alone can never die. And he lives in light so brilliant that no human can approach him. 
Yet God is our loving, gracious, heavenly Father. But he eternally dwells in light so bright that it's unapproachable. That means that God transcends us. That means God is totally beyond anything that we can even imagine. Our human imagination is not big enough to grasp all that God is. If God had not initiated himself, initiated this revealing of himself to this fallen world, if God had not chosen to come out of his holy habitation, mankind would have hopelessly lived and died and never had the knowledge of God. In our text, we read how the Father in heaven plans to bring redemption and this revelation of who he is to the world. An angel is sent to deliver a message to Mary. All of heaven is watching and waiting as that message is delivered. And I would imagine as Gabriel spoke, you could hear a pin drop in heaven. This was an important day. This was an important day. Mary was going to conceive. It was going to be a supernatural event. She was going to carry Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. But there was another day that was even more important than that day. And that day shall never be forgotten. Because that day was unlike any other day. Oh, it appeared like any other day. The sun shined like any other day. The birds sang, people went about their business, but on this special day, something was to take place that was so significant that nothing will ever rival it. Because on that day, 2,000 plus years ago, the unapproachable God became Emmanuel, God with us. Are you catching that this evening? The God who dwells in light so bright it will kill you if you approach it. He comes out of that place and he becomes a baby and he becomes God with us. Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6 says, For unto us a child is born, unto, a son, unto us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Keep this in mind that when that child was born, there was a son given. That's because the son existed before the child was born. Think about that for a moment. The Virgin Mary gave birth to a child, but that child existed before Mary was ever thought of, before she ever got pregnant. That son was given. He was not just born. He was God in the flesh, fully God yet fully man, destined to live his life, not from his divinity, but from his humanity. And the significance of Christmas is that God, born of the flesh, set aside his divinity for a season, embraced humanity, lived as a man in right relationship with the Father and filled with the Holy Spirit. And he did all of that to show us what we can do if we 
will walk in right relationship with the Father and filled with the Holy Spirit. So consider for a moment the significance of Christmas. The unapproachable God became Emmanuel, God with us. But it doesn't stop there. It doesn't stop there. It goes on. Not only did Jesus come to do the will of the Father, but he came to represent God. He came to reveal the Father to us so that we would know what God in heaven, God the Father, is like. In Colossians 1.15, it says, Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. Through Jesus, we can know intimately the Father We can walk with him. We can talk with him. We can live with him. And the greatest truth of Christianity is that the the instant you get saved, when your sins were forgiven, you instantly came into this place where you have the right and privilege to stand before that unapproachable God. That you can, by your spirit, through the Holy Spirit, can stand in the presence of God. And the presence of God would make you his habitation. Christmas is the unapproachable God becoming Emmanuel, God with us. Christmas is the son that is given to be an everlasting example of what we can be. And Jesus came to show us exactly what the Father is like in every way. A baby was born and laid in a manger, and that baby was Jesus, the the Son of God, Emmanuel, the Anointed One, the one that would take away the sins of the world, the one that would take away your sins and my sins, the one that would wash you clean, spotless with his blood, the one that would open blind eyes and open deaf ears. By his touch, the lame would walk. By the sound of his voice, the dead would be raised. And in his presence, all of hell would tremble. See, what makes this day significant, what makes Christmas significant, was for the first time since God walked with Adam and Eve, God was once again with us. His promise to us is that he will never, never leave us or forsake us, taking up residence once again with his creation. In the Old Testament, only a very small number of people ever had any firsthand experience with God. Now, Because of Christmas, anyone who will come to him can be with him. Matthew Henry said it this way. He says, when we look into the light of creation, we see God above us. When we look into the light of the law, we see God against us. But when we look into the light of Jesus, we see Emmanuel, God, with us. In the day and hour in which we live, there's such a loneliness among people. The dysfunction of the family has caused many to be left alone and lost, empty and wanting. But I declare to you, the significance of Christmas is that you no longer have to be alone. No longer do you have to be tormented. No longer do you have to be troubled. You can be healed. You can be set free because Emmanuel is alive and well today and he desires to be with you 
so that you don't have to be alone. One of the things I hear all the time about Christmas is about how that people had to spend Christmas alone. But you don't have to because he's here. Can you say amen? Would you bow your head just for a moment? Father, we come before you right now and we thank you, Jesus, that you are Emmanuel. We thank you that you came, that you showed us, Lord, what the Father is like, that you came to dwell in us and through us, and that you showed us what perfect humanity is capable of, what we are capable of in you. And we thank you today, and we give you glory, and we give you honor. And I, this, this evening, I don't want to waste this moment. As every head is bowed and every eye is closed, if you're here and you say, I don't know Jesus as my Savior, I feel alone, I feel undone, but I want what you're talking about. If that's you, would you lift your hand real quick all across this place and just say, I need Jesus as my Savior. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Would you all pray this prayer with me? Say, Lord Jesus, I ask you to come into my life to forgive me of my sins, to be my Lord and my Savior. I give you my life, and I receive yours in return. In Jesus' name, amen. You can look up at me. Have you prayed that prayer for the first time or the 101st time? It's the greatest thing you've ever done. And I'm going to tell you, you won't be disappointed. You won't be disappointed. You will find that God will be with you. Amen. We're going to take communion this evening. And so I'm going to ask the ushers if they would go and prepare and begin to pass out the, the communion to you. But as they're going, I want you to think about this. I want to talk to you just a little bit about communion. Communion has become something that in my home in, with Kathy and I is something very special. Kathy and I take communion every day because of one thing. Part of the verse that describes communion, it talks about that when we do this, we do this in remembrance of him and that we show forth his death until he comes. There's a verse of scripture in the book of Proverbs that God gave me about five years ago, and he really gave it to me, and he began to deal with me and said, John, I want you to spend time thinking about this, and it's found in Proverbs chapter three, verse five. I often quote it, five and six. It says, trust the Lord with all of your heart and lean not to your own understanding. And here's the phrase I want you to catch. Acknowledge him in all your way, and he will direct your path. I can guarantee you that th those short verses, those few words, are the key to success in life. To trust him with all your heart. To lean not to your own understanding. In other words, stop trying to figure it all out. You can't. But to acknowledge him. One of the things that I've learned to do, and this is why communion has become so important to me, is that I have learned to acknowledge him, to acknowledge what he did, what he's doing, to acknowledge that I need him, to remember him, to remember the work that he did, the work on the cross, the shedding of his blood, 
the breaking of his body so that I could be saved and that I could be healed. And you know what? This is what Jesus did. He came as a baby, he grew as a man, and then he sacrificed his life. We celebrate that often on Easter. We take the time to remember that and celebrate that. But I think that we need to pay attention to that also at Christmas. Because that was the beginning of it all. That this child, this baby that was born in a manger, was going to save the world from its sin. And we need to acknowledge him. We need to remember him and remember what he did for our lives. And we're going to take time tonight to do this communion and to remember him. And as the ushers are passing this out, I I want you to think about a couple things. Remember that Christmas represents the overwhelming reality that God came to earth. Think about that. The overwhelming reality that God came to earth. No longer was God the resident of a spiritual heavenly place, but now he, de- he dwells among men. That's an amazing thing, church. I don't know that we can fully grasp the importance of that. Number two, Christmas represents the wonder and mystery of God becoming a man. This is something that theologians have argued over and scratched their head over for thousands of years is that he was fully man, yet he was fully God. Tried and tested, yet without sin, the man Jesus became our high priest and eternal sacrifice. In fact, there's a verse in the Bible that says the man Jesus sits on the throne. There's a man in heaven right now sitting on a throne and his name is Jesus. Fully God, yet fully man. Christmas represents the inconceivable truth that Jesus came to die. Romans 5.8 says best, says, but God demonstrated his love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He loved us so much that he said, I'll pay your price. I'll pay the price for your sin. Even though you may never recognize me, even though you may never accept me, even though you may never look to me, I'll still pay the price so you have an opportunity to be with me. Can I have one of the ushers bring some communion to me? Jesus came to earth to show us who God is. He said these words. Alex just told me that there's a couple of you that didn't take the second cup that has the bread in it. Look real quick. There's two cups. The juice is in the top, the bread in the bottom. If you didn't get any bread, raise your hand and Alex and them will come to you right now. Jesus came to earth to show us that we can trust him, to show us that he would bring his promises to pass. He came to earth to show us what life really could be like, to show us how to really live. And God came to earth in the form of Jesus to forgive you and I 
of everything that we've ever done wrong so that we could make heaven home. There's a couple more hands right up front here. Is there anyone else you did not get served? There's one hand in the middle right there towards the back, Alex. We want to make sure there's another hand over on this side here. We want to make sure everyone gets the juice and the bread. Everybody get served? Amen. Jesus, the night before he was crucified, took bread and broke it and said, this is my body, which is broken for you. He looked at his disciples and he said, take and eat this. But before he did, he prayed. So let's pray. Father, right now in Jesus' name, we thank you for what you've done. We thank you for the blood of Jesus. We thank you for the broken body of Jesus. Your body was broken as payment for our healing. So right now, Father, we declare by virtue of the stripes upon your back and by your broken body that every person in this room is healed in Jesus' name. We declare you are healed in Jesus' name. And Father, we receive all that this broken body paid for and we receive the bread of life tonight. In Jesus' name, and they ate. Bible says, then he took the cup and he says, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. He said, what does that mean? I could say it very simply. It means every promise in the word of God is yes and amen. That's the covenant. He made a covenant with his blood. He signed it in his blood. He said, everything I said I would do, I will do. I've cut a covenant with you. And you know what the great thing about covenant is? It's not like a contract. Contract says, if you do your part, I have to do my part. A covenant says, I will do my part, whether you do your part or not. God is faithful to his word. Can't you say amen? And he's made a covenant. And every promise that you can find in the word of God is guaranteed. Why? Because of the blood. So he took the, the, the cup and he prayed. Father, right now we lift up this cup to you. We know that this is the new covenant in your blood. And we thank you, Jesus, for all that you did by the shedding of your blood. We thank you for the salvation of our lives, the forgiveness of our sins. Lord, we thank you that you've empowered us and delivered us and you set us free and you are the one that causes all grace to abound towards us so that we always in all things have an abundance for every good work. And Father, we thank you for your goodness today. So Lord, right now we receive this cup in the name of Jesus. Amen. Any drink. So what I want to do is we come to the close of our service, you have these little plastic candles. We were gonna have you all come down into the altar area, but I think just the size of this group today, we won't be all, all fit. So if you wanna stand to your feet, if you would stand and turn on your, your little candle, we're gonna have a couple more worship songs before we close. If you would like to come up front, you are welcome to.
are so thankful, God, that, that we can celebrate your birth. I pray right now for every home and every family that is represented in this place, every home and family that is joining us online. Father, I pray your blessing upon them this Christmas. Father, that you would meet every need, God, that you would be with them, that they would have an encounter with you. And Lord, we give you all the glory and all the honor in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, amen and amen. Now, before you get moving around, I have a couple things. Number one, tomorrow's service is going to be online. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't come here at 1030. If you'd like to come at 1030, we're going to show the service on that big screen back there. So if you'd still like to come or you don't have a computer, you can still come. And so I'll be at 1030 tomorrow, or you can watch it online. Amen. As you're going out, there's going to be a basket in the middle of the foyer where you can turn off your candle and put it in there. That would be very helpful. And also, if you would pick up your cups, there's a trash can as we're leaving. You can put it in the trash can, and that would be a big help. God bless you. You have a blessed and Merry Christmas. We will see you next week. God bless. Thank you for listening to the New Life Kingman podcast. We can't wait to see you next week.